We were rolling. There is so much to discuss following that awesome second preseason game for the Golden State Warriors where they came out victorious. They remain undefeated. A lot of players look damn good. Some did not look so good. But regardless, Sophia Jones, Trice High, and yours truly continue breaking down that second preseason game of the undefeated Golden State Warriors. Join us for some more action. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's talk about Jonathan Kaminga. It's incredible we went this long without showing the man a love. Um, when I was watching him play tonight, the only thought that kept coming into my mind, first of all, it might be unfair, but I kept comparing him to Wiggins. Wiggins to me was flat. Uh, and this is two games in a row now where Andrew Wiggins should be healthy, should be fresh. Um, but he's not really bringing it. He was one for five from three. Uh, he was four for 11 from the field, finished the game with nine points, uh, had just or had three rebounds, um, a minus eight in the plus minus stat. Then then you have Jonathan Kaminga coming in nine for 12 from the three. He's finally showing what I've been saying for two years now that the kid can actually shoot the ball. He just looks a little awkward, but I'm telling you, he's got that Jimmy Chitwood form straight out of the movie Hoosiers. He was three for five from from uh, from beyond the arc. Uh, again, the rebounding number, a little disappointing. Three, where, where that there's been a big focus on that. Uh, had three assists, um, two steals, uh, had five turnovers in his first game, dropped that number down to three tonight, uh, was plus 12, um, finished the game again with a game leading 26 points. But look, sooner than later, there's going to come a point, I think, where Steve Kerr is going to have to play this kid. And, and it's not just because he's talented and he deserves it. I think it's for the Warriors' benefit. Like he's he's quickly becoming one of their best players. Sophia, what your reaction to Kaminga's night tonight? And what do you like, do? You think there's going to come a time soon? Maybe it's even now that Kaminga should start getting heavy minutes. I agree with you. I I was impressed on his night. I thought he had a great performance. I do think that you have to look at his performance tonight in relation to the fact that he was in that second unit. That second unit that was all almost all rookies and just younger players. So it is different when you're on the court with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. The dynamic has changed a little bit. You don't know if you'll have the ball in your hands as much. But his motor and his activity are things that are never going to change. And I feel like consistently you're able to see that he has high both motor and activity and even today, he had the defensive assignment. He guarded LeBron a couple of times. So he can be that defender as well yeah. to take on those big defensive assignments. Trice, your thoughts? Yeah, I think this year is going to be huge for Kaminga's development. It's kind of, when you look at it, it, it's a year that they really need him on paper. Like they need him to step up in that second unit and potentially more even in a big role uh, within the rotation going forward. Now, Kerr has been hesitant to play him in the past for different reasons, whatever. I think this year he's got to be playing at least 
I think at least 20 minutes a game at, at the very least. I mean, maybe 25. Like he's got to be a major part of the rotation, in my opinion, uh, for multiple reasons. Now, a lot of that comes down to his decision making. How well is he going to shoot the ball, like spacing issues, things like that, especially when you got a, a starting lineup that is getting increasingly less spacing, you know, is with, you know, hopefully obviously Chris Paul showed some good signs tonight, knocking down a couple threes, but you have concerns with that. So, um, I liked what I saw from him tonight. I think obviously it does change the dynamic whenever he's in the game with the starters. He's not going to be having as much usage as far as the ball being in his hands and doing as much. I think he kind of over dribbled a few plays tonight, yep. kind of, you know, having having a little more freedom to to show what he can do, which is not a bad thing. It's what preseason is all about. No, it's like what preseason is all about. But um, I think Kaminga showed a lot of good signs tonight. That jab step he hit on LeBron moved LeBron about three feet to the right, one, two dribbles, and rose up and punched punched around Anthony Davis. Davis made a business decision. Like that was a that was a flash right there of what Kaminga can become. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's easy to forget the kid just turned 21. Um, so you know, he's not at the same rate as a player like, for example, Brandon Pajemski or Trace Jackson Davis, who played a lot of college ball, who have the pedigree of parents and and mentors who who, who guide him Kaminga is for, considering where he is at his age it's I think he's right on track if not ahead and I'm loving what I'm seeing I'm, I'm very impressed um you know Steve Kerr uh was experimenting tonight a little bit and what we saw in the third quarter was Dario Saric uh taking Kevon Looney's minutes um playing this thing playing the center role and Anthony Davis was having uh, a night as he usually does and tonight was no exception um finished the game in 22 minutes of play uh, with 13 points, six rebounds, a lot of easy baskets inside. Um, Sophia, what are your thoughts on Dario Saric? I, I, I see personally some defensive limitations. Players can uh, blow by him. I'm not saying he's a traffic cone. I just think it's just, you know, it, I don't think he has the athleticism to keep up with some of the fastest players. But offensively, he's solid. He stretches the floor. Um, he gives you size. Um, and again, we, we saw a taste of what he looks like with the starters. Uh, what did you see, Sophia? Your thoughts on Dario Saric? I agree with what you said. Defensively, I don't know if there was too much of a difference between him and Looney, but offensively, I did like that he can stretch the floor a little bit. He can shoot. I also like the fact that he can grab a rebound and push the ball. He's a little bit more mobile than Looney. Yep. It might take some time for him to get used to playing in that squad that had that has experience playing together before. But it could potentially be something good. I just get a little bit concerned over the lack of rim protection. Yeah, your, your thoughts, Trice? My biggest concern with if we start making it a Dario versus Looney thing as far as, you know, fighting for minutes is can Dario turn around and grab the rebounds that Looney can? That's the thing. You know, Looney keeps plays alive on the offensive end. He is increasingly underrated as a as a for as a presence in the middle on defense I, I do it's kind of a give and take though because then you look at Dario's capabilities of what he opens up in the offense is just like it's really exciting to mm -hmm. to think about all the different um avenues he unlocks offensively as far as the things they can do with that space the way he can kind of get out and transition you know it's it's tough to say as far as, you know, does he deserve to be in that first unit? Like, does he deserve to start? I don't know. It's kind of too early to say that. But I think he definitely is going to be 
something we look back on and say, oh, he was a great pickup for this team. Like he's someone that fills a need that they desperately need, which is a stretch big, someone who can kind of create some space in the middle, especially in that second unit when you got a lot of guys who like to get to the rim. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's going to be important for them, for him to get in the fold quickly. And it's going to be cool to see how he fits in with that first unit. Hell yeah. All right. Let's show some love to one of our many amazing sponsors, and that's FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. All you have to do is place a $5 bet to get $200 in bonus bets. Win, win or lose. And what's bonus bets, you might ask? It's as good as cash. It's $200 more you can play with. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads, player props, OUs, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers join us again Sunday night following the third preseason game. We're going live as we're going to do hopefully for every game this season. And I want to finish the show talking about two youngsters who I thought shined in tonight's game, one being Brandon Pajemski. Uh, two games in, this kid is, I mean, what, what the, the two players so far who are making me giddy about this Warriors team is Kaminga, obviously, but then right behind him is Brandon Pajemski. In tonight's game, 10 points, you know, that's, that's nothing to, to, to write home about in 25 minutes, but 10 assists, six rebounds, led the team in plus minus with plus 16. The kid looks like a veteran out there i'm very pleased so far with what we're seeing from brandon pajemski and i thought trace jackson davis in his second game also looked fantastic both these young rookies look like they belong both these young rookies look like they could be part of the foundation of the future for this warriors team i know i might sound a little hyperbolic saying this but i i'm not exaggerating these kids look good sophia your thoughts on these two youngsters so far through two preseason games I have been impressed with Pajemski. You mentioned the tennis and he also had zero turnovers, oh. which for the Warriors team, they can be a little careless. They can be a little too loose with the ball sometimes. So it was really nice to see him take care of the ball. I feel like he makes a lot of those play hustle plays that are underrated that sometimes don't always show up in the stat sheets. He was a really good rebounder at Santa Clara, and you can yep. see that kind of translate into now as well. And overall, I think he's just a very unselfish player, which when you're surrounded by such talented shooters, you don't need to have the ball in your hands for more than a split second, and he's able to make those quick decisions and quick passes. So I think he'll fit in very well with the squad. Oh, totally. And you mentioned Trace yeah. Jackson Jr., he just offers a level of composure that I think is really nice as well. He always seems to end up in the right spots for that dump off pass. Yes, he does. He he knows where to be. And Trace Jackson Davis in 11 minutes tonight was a perfect four for four from the field, uh, grabbed or had three assists, five rebounds. Wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, four rebounds, 
uh, one assist, eight points. Um, and Brandon Pajemski, just to follow up on what you said about his rebounding numbers in college, he averaged 8.8 rebounds a game uh, last year for Santa Clara. Trice, your thoughts on these two youngsters as we wrap the show up? Yeah, let me tell you, BP is a Hoover. Like, he's a Hoover. When you watch him play, he can fit into a rotation. And I know Steve Kerr doesn't like to play rookies. I know that's been his thing. It's kind of he learned it from Pop early on where you could let the rookies develop. You got to get these guys on the floor if they're going to help the team. Um, I would like to see uh, Brandon kind of develop into, and this is going to might be a little bit of a stretch. I'd like to see him develop into a Josh Giddy type player off the bench. Someone who can, who can push the pace, can run the point as a bigger guy, get rebounds, but also do it in a, as more of a scorer as well. I think he can be kind of that all around guard that you need um, if he develops. Obviously that's kind of down the line. Um, as far as uh, TJ, uh, TJD goes, I really like the way that he kind of fits the Warriors classic mold of an undersized big who's got some athletic ability. Like he he reminds me of a more athletic Looney in some ways. Obviously, Looney still has um, something over him as far as the IQ and the experience with the stars, all that. No, no taking away from that. But I do see Trace being able to fill in over time some of the uh, carve out a role, I should say, in that rotation and and fill that need for the Warriors because, uh, as we all know, like they need more of a presence inside. That's been an, an issue the last few years. So hopefully he can step into that, and hopefully they're able to get an opportunity to earn some minutes on the floor in games that count. Absolutely. Uh, someone in the chat, I, I was trying to look for. Oh, here we go. Ernie B. Hernandez writes. I wish we saw uh, or hope to see Garuba play on Sunday. I agree. I was looking for. Uh, Usman Garuba tonight. That's the only player I, I thought was missing. Um, Rudy Gay was a was eh. I you know looked a little slow out there. Any any thoughts on Rudy Gay real fast as we wrap the show up? I wasn't that impressed, but you know whatever. He's thirty seven. <laughs> but what are your any final thoughts uh, on Rudy Gay, Sophia, or Trice? Sophia, you go first. I just see kind of a similar role to where Chris Paul is able to just have that veteran presence. He was in there with the young guys a couple of times where. Sometimes, you know, you're trying to play fast, you're thinking so much and just need a little bit of a calming presence. So I felt like he was good in that sense and just able to share some of his knowledge overall. Yeah. Any, any last thoughts, Trice, on, on Rudy Gay, who's battling for that 14th roster spot? Yeah, I, I like Rudy. Obviously, it's hard to think about him uh, now versus him back in the day with the Grizzlies. Like you try, you got to kind of like this is a whole different player. Um, yeah. I think if he did make the roster, it would be in like an Iguodala type role last year. Not like not like old Iguodala, like Iguodala last year where you're kind of just a mentor on the bench. Step in when you need to. Um, real quick, what I will say is shout out Please. to my man Moses Moody. He hooped tonight and I, I love the way that he. Um, has kind of shown some flashes over the last couple of games. This is a big year for him, and I really want to see him take off. We got an Arkansas connection, so my family's from. Um, so I, I've always been a fan of Moses, and I, I really want to see him take a step this year. So oh, let's, let's let's talk about him for a second. We're we're running late, so uh, look, the, the moment I go over like thirty five minutes, I'm in trouble. So uh, I'm already in trouble. So we might as well uh, produce a great show while we're at it. Moses Moody, I love Moses Moody. I thought he had a slow start tonight. Um, I, we didn't see him in the third quarter at all. And I was really hoping that wasn't Kerr punishing him with a short leash, but then we thankfully saw him play in the fourth quarter, uh, finished the game strong after a slow, uh, start, which included four total turnovers in this game Went five for nine from the field was three of four from beyond the arc finished the game for, again, uh, no, he was the third leading scorer tonight. He was the second leading scorer 
in the preseason opener. Tonight, Stephen Curry was your second leading scorer with 18. Moody finishes the game with 15 points. I love the kid. Uh, he played for Eric Musselman, like like you said, at, 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 in your in your uh, backyard, Arkansas. Um, Sophia, I'll include you in this as well. Uh, let's finish the, the conversation with Moses Moody. What do you think about Moody? I love the kid. I love him. I want him to play 25 minutes a night. What are your thoughts on Moses Moody, Sophia? I would like to see him be able to play those 25 minutes and step into a role. I feel like at this point he can contribute. He does those, he does, he makes the right plays. He knows what he needs to do. He's a very smart and savvy player. He doesn't do more than that's outside of his capabilities. So I feel like he's a good person to have on the floor. There you go. It tries to add on to that, man. This is your boy. Um, and again, you have my my support 100%. And anything positive you say about Moses Moody, I love the kid. I really see him as being an integral part of this Warriors future. Uh, add on to what you already said, sir. One thing I've always appreciated about Moody is when he's on the court, it just seems like good things happen. It seems like he's always contributing to winning plays. He's a hustle guy. He's going to get after loose balls. But also on the offensive end, his bag's a little more deep than what he's been able to show. And it, it comes out every now and then in, in big moments where he'll hit like a little step back or like he'll he'll hit consistently from three. And you're like, OK, this guy could fit in the fold. Kind of similar to Kaminga. I hope they get a chance this year to really show what they can do. They've earned their stripes, man. This is yeah. year two or three where they've they've been in development. You know, it's time for them to get on the floor. Like this team needs them now. So I'm I'm excited to see how they develop this year. Hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna make this a two part show unless what you both have to leave. Uh, because I want to I want to add on to that uh, the Moody conversation by saying we haven't still haven't seen it yet. Um, I think there's some conversation going on now, but I am so intrigued in terms of what Chris Paul is going to bring to the table with that second unit. Um, like, like Sophia, how much better do you think they're going to be when, if, and when Chris Paul takes that sixth man role and he's leading a unit that includes Kaminga, Moody, Sharch, and Gary Payne, the second, that's probably going to be your primary second unit. What do you envision with that? I'm, I'm just buzzing over a uh, uh, full of excitement over this. Like, what are your thoughts on that second unit? If Chris Paul uh, takes that role eventually, because he's starting for now. I'm looking forward to seeing what it's going to entail. I feel like when you looked at this, when he was a starter, there were times where it looked a little choppy. You could tell maybe he was getting used to the pace a little bit. He plays a little bit more of a slowed down game. He's a wizard off of the pick and roll. So I feel like you set him up with Kaminga, with Moody, able to just work on that, some pick and roll, some pick and pop. And I feel like there will be a lot of really great things to come with that because he's just such a smart, savvy IQ player. And when you have an offense as free-flowing as the Warriors is, IQ is everything. Totally. Uh, Trice, uh, what do you see with Chris Paul being in that second unit uh, with those players? I think that's probably the best place for him at this point. I think the Warriors will figure that out as the season goes on. Hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe like it, it, it would be cool to see him and Curry on the floor at the same time, but I feel like he can be best served with that second unit. Just that you mentioned who he would be with and the way that I could see him orchestrating some, some crazy offense between having Kaminga and Moody out there with Sarge stretching the floor and some of those other young guys we just talked about, if they can get on the floor with Brandon or, you know, TJD being a lob threat. Cause that's one thing that I think, Chris Paul is missing with the Warriors right now is he doesn't have a lob threat that mm. can be that above the rim guy. That's something he's had his whole career. And I mean, if obviously the roster is kind of becoming more like, kind of shored up already, but 
Uh, I would I would have liked to see them grab somebody who can be a little bit more above the rim to be that pick and roll threat with Chris Paul because that's something that's always so lethal, you know, with him. Yeah. And so you, do you not see Kaminga possibly filling that that lob role? I could. So it just depends on if you how much you want to see Kaminga being a pick and roll, like setting screens kind of guy. So right. I mean it 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 really depends on and I think it's something that's a wrinkle they can throw into the offense for sure. I mean, I think Kaminga's definitely athletic enough to to be that guy. And I think um even if it's not the pick and roll, whether it be backdoor cuts on the fast break, like Chris Paul can still, if they're on the floor at the same time, like Chris Paul can put it where only Kaminga can go get it. So I mean it'd be cool to see them kind of work that dynamic out in that second unit. You know, a lot of people in the chat are are expressing, or maybe it's just a fringe minority, but they're, they're the loudest. I can't tell. But quite a few people in the chat are, are clamoring for uh, uh, Dwight Howard, Boogie Cousins, basically a big body who can make life more difficult for Anthony Davis. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't really been enter entertaining that notion that much simply because I don't think it's realistic. Uh, yeah. Boogie is never going to come to the Warriors. Uh, they brought Dwight Howard in and decided no. So, uh, you know, even though a lot of you folks want that, um, realistically, it's probably not going to happen. This is likely the team uh, that we're going to see. Again, the, the seeing the starters tonight, they did look slow. Uh, they did look uninspired a little bit. But do, do, you, do you agree with the folks in the chat and anyone else out there who thinks this team still needs one more big? Or are they fine the way they are? Sophia, I'll start with you. I think they do need one more big. I after My dad told me he heard that apparently Dwight Howard's workout went great, but the Warriors just decided to go in another direction. They just really lacked that rim protection. You saw Anthony Davis go to work in the league today. That's very, I guess you could kind of say, dominated by centers between Embiid, Jokic, Bam, Bam Adebayo. You need yeah. someone that's going to be able to bang down low, and the Warriors just don't really have that. I agree. Trice, your thoughts. I was selfishly hoping they would have signed Dwight. I was I was really like looking forward to see if his workout went well. I thought that, I think that he's still he's obviously stayed in incredible shape. He's just an athletic freak, um, and he's just obviously a Hall of Fame player. But um, I don't think obviously now that he's come and gone, I think that's probably out of the out of the picture. Boogie Cousins, I don't think was ever in the picture for this season. Um, an interesting name that's kind of come up now, you know, having been waived by the Hornets is Kai Jones. I would, if, if there, I don't know the inner workings of what's going on with him and mentally what he's got going on is interesting cat, but man, uh, we talking about a lob threat, someone like him, that guy could fly. So, I mean, he just got waived. He's a first former first round pick. It'd be interesting to see if they, uh, took a flyer on him, at least for a workout. Yeah, I, I, and I and the only reason why I haven't really been saying or bringing up Kai Jones much is because this team is so focused on chemistry. And, yeah. you know, we heard Mike Dillingy Jr. Uh, say that word connectivity over and over again this offseason. And it looks like they're they're happy in that regard. That's the only reason yeah. why Kai Jones doesn't seem realistic to me. But you never know. I mean, you're right. He's a huh. huge athletic dude. Good point. He, he Yeah, he would make a huge impact for this roster. Um, but again, the, the Warriors also don't have Draymond Green, right? I mean, so it, it's it's Anthony Davis probably would not be having as easy of a time inside if Dre was playing tonight. Um, I'm not as concerned about it as some other people are, but Sophia, I do agree with you as well that it would be nice if they had just one more. Like I and just going off what you said, I mean, your dad is about as good of a source as you're gonna get. And if the workout went great, 
And literally right after the workout, Dwight Howard went with Draymond, with Chris Paul down to Southern California to continue workouts. I think Stephen Curry also went to that workout. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what happened there. I would have loved Dwight Howard being the 14th man on this on this team, but I don't know, man. What are you going to do? Um uh Sophia Sophia, promote away. What do you got going on in life? Uh, you might you don't know for certain yet if you're going to play for San Jose State this year, is that correct? Well, what's the latest there? Are you are you going to play? How's your knee feeling? And promote anything else you have going on. The floor is yours. Yeah, so coming off of a torn ACL and meniscus, but I'm looking to get cleared soon and be back this season playing. And our first game is November 6th at home versus Santa Clara. So that would be a great one for people to show up. And I think we have three games this year on NBC Sports Bay Area as well, televised. And our one game versus San Diego State on Fox Sports 1. Hell yeah, that's my alma mater. Uh, so, uh, real fast. So, what, when is that first game again against Santa Clara? What's the date? November sixth. All right, November sixth. I'll try and, and uh, stay in touch with me. Let, remind me to promote that. That is awesome. And so, you don't know if you're going to be playing in that game yet. Is that TBD? Yes. Okay. All right. How's the knee feeling TBD. though? Do you feel ready? How's it? How are you, how are you feeling? Uh <laughs> It ups and downs, ups and downs. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. That's a serious injury, so I, I, I wish you the best of luck with that. That's um, that's very exciting. We'll be in touch, uh, and especially if you do play, please let me know. I'm going to promote the, the ever-living you-know-what out of that, um, so that is very cool. And Trice, you have been, pre- you have been uh, producing documentaries for I don't know how many years now. Uh, they seem to be mostly sports-related, if my research is correct, and right now you have a five-part Stephen Curry documentary uh, that's in the middle of a release. You just released part three today. Um, again, your, 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 uh, your, your YouTube channel is trice official. Um, that's the YouTube handle, um, promote mm-hmm. away, man. What do you got going on? Tell people about what they can, they can expect in these Stephen Curry documentaries. Floor is yours, please. Well, I appreciate that. And for anybody watching, if you are a fan of sports documentaries, if you're a fan of the Golden State Warriors, then you will absolutely love the series me and my guys have been working on about Stephen Curry. It stretches all the way from the beginning of his journey with Golden State to uh, all the way into the fourth championship. It's a five-part series. We're currently part three just released tonight. I highly encourage you to go check it out. Again, you can search on YouTube. Just search Trice. Usually it'll pop up right away. The logo is a TH. Um, if not, just type in Trice, Stephen Curry. It'll be one of the first things that pops up. Um, I highly encourage you start with part one, work your way through it. You, I guarantee you, if you're a fan of this Warriors t- of the Warriors in general or of basketball, um, you'll love it. Uh, Cyrus was a great interview we had. We had the great Rick Barry, Hall of Famer, that sat down with me for a great interview about Steph. Um, a couple of other media personalities from the Warriors that do some great podcasts that I'm sure people are fans of. Um, sat down with me and they poured their hearts out about both Steph Curry, about the Warriors, and we were able to create something really special. So it's even if you're not just a uh, even if you're not just a Steph Curry fan, if you're a Warriors fan, um, you'll appreciate it. So part three just dropped tonight. Um, the rest of the series is on the way, and at the end, it's going to be released as a full length documentary um, encasing Curry's entire career. So it's going to be really cool. Oh, I can't wait for that, and it's a five parter again. So if you just search trice high steph is that how people can find it yeah or just trice like t-r-i-c-e steph and curry or even sometimes if you just search trice it'll be the first thing that pops up the the net the official youtube channel handle is at t-r-i-c-e 
official. So that's at Trice official. Um, the YouTube channel itself is just named Trice, T-R-I-C-E. Um, and if it doesn't pop up right away, if you if you type in basketball with it, it'll be the first thing to pop up. The logo is a, a T-H. Um, but it's we have literally hours, 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 hours of original basketball, um, short films and documentaries for you to enjoy. Um, and I really hope you guys check it out. I'd love to uh, interact with you on my channel and, and get to know some of you. Love it. And it's available now. Sophia, uh, best of luck in your recovery. Trice, best of luck with all your future endeavors. And again, the Stephen Curry documentary is out now. Strongly recommended. Um, and that's it. That does it. The Warriors come out victorious. It was a close game, but they're now 2-0 and in the preseason. Thank you both tremendously for your contributions tonight. This was a great show, in my humble opinion. Sophia will talk soon. Trice will talk soon. Thank you to everyone joining the live chat. Thank you to everyone. We had a huge audience tonight. Bye-bye.